Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries, located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. I also serve churches in the areas of pulpit supply, conferences, and retreats, and revivals as the Lord provides opportunity. If I can be of service to you or your ministry, I'd love to hear from you. Um, today, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to open our Bibles to Matthew chapter number 19, and we're going to look at verses 1 through 9. And the reason we're doing this is because last time we were together, we were in Matthew chapter number 5, working our way through the Gospel of Matthew, uh, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. And we were talking about the seventh commandment when Jesus said, You have heard that it was said of them of old time, thou shalt not commit adultery. Had a lot of questions about that um, uh, through... Uh, mainly through the website, uh, had some folks ask me. And um, so I thought I would take a little detour here and deal a little bit more specifically, especially in regards to what the Bible says about uh, divorce. And uh, forgive me, I've been trying to figure out the best format to present uh, these studies in. I, I thought that just using Facebook Live, but I found out there are some limitations to that because I actually have listeners um, all over the world that don't use Facebook Live and they need the audio recording. So I immediately heard from some of them. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's not thousands of them, but I've, I heard some say, you know, really, you know, the audio works better for us. So anyway, so I'm going to attempt to do both of them. I'm going to do video and audio. So uh, with each of my, uh, my teachings, so uh, they'll both be available. So we're going to ask the question, what does the Bible say about divorce? And I would assume that a lot of people are asking questions about this because it's become so prevalent in our society today. Uh, the success rate uh, for marriages is, is pretty abysmal, especially in, in the West. So uh, what does the Bible say? Let's look in uh, Matthew chapter number 19, and we're going to read verses 1 through 9. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished these sayings, he departed from Galilee and came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. And great multitudes followed him, and he healed them there. And the Pharisees also came unto him, tempting him, saying unto him, Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? And he answered and said unto them, Have ye not read that he which made them in the beginning made them male and female? And said, For this cause shall a man leave his, his, mother, his father and his mother, and shall cleave, cleave to his wife, and they twain shall become one flesh." Wherefore they are no more twain, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let no man put asunder. And they say unto him, Why did Moses then command to give a writing of divorcement to put her away? And he saith unto them, Moses, because of the hardness of your heart, suffered you to put away your wives, but from the beginning it was not so. And I say unto you, Whosoever shall put away his wife, except for fornication, and marry another, committeth adultery. And whoso marrieth, marrieth, her which is put away doth commit adultery. So let's go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer and ask him to guide uh, this uh, conversation. Father, we love you and do ask that you go before us now. You bless the time that we have in your word, uh, that, Father God, you would open our eyes to see and our ears to hear and our hearts to understand the things that you have for us tonight. Lord, I would ask that, uh, Lord, you'd meet the needs that are represented on both sides of, of the screen on both sides of this microphone, and that, Father, you would have your will and your way in each of our lives, Lord. Father, we trust you. We love you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, let's see, 
if we look at the text here, the Pharisees uh, had a convenient misunderstanding of, of a passage in the Old Testament. And that's what spurred this question. And the passage that the Pharisees were referring to is Deuteronomy chapter 24 and verses 1 through 4. Uh, it says, When a man hath taken a wife and married her, and it come to pass that she find no favor in his eyes, because he hath found some uncleanness in her, then let him write her a bill of divorcement and give it, and, and give it in her hand and send her out of his house. And when she is departed out of his house, she may go to be another man's wife. And if the latter husband hate her, and write her a bill of divorcement, and giveth it in her hand, and sendeth her out of his house, or if the latter husband die, which took her to be his wife, her former husband, which sent her away, may not take her again to be his wife. After that, she is defiled. For that is an abomination before the Lord, and thou shalt not cause the land to sin, which the Lord thy God giveth thee for an inheritance. Number one, we got to look at what, what the main point of Deuteronomy chapter number 24 is. The main point of Deuteronomy chapter number 24 is not divorce. Okay, The main point of Deuteronomy chapter number 24 is remarriage after the divorce has occurred. So the passage is not condoning divorce uh, in any way like the Pharisees were assuming. It was merely acknowledging the fact that divorce does happen. Okay. Also, the passage itself is not about adultery. Adultery in the Old Testament was a capital offense, and there were no rules ever given for how an adulterer was to get remarried. As a matter of fact, there was no remarriage for an adulterer because they were put to death. Uh, Deuteronomy 22.22, If a man be found lying with a woman married to a husband, then they, then they shall both of them die. Both the man that lay with the woman and the woman, so shalt thou put away the evil from Israel. And you remember in John chapter number 8, the Pharisees testing the Lord brought a woman that they said had been caught in the very act of adultery. And they threw her at his feet, and um, and they said, "What say you in regards to this?" And uh, of course, well, let's look over there. We can read the passage. Um, not sure how many of you heard the last uh, study that we had, but in uh, <clears throat> in John chapter number eight, it says, um, "Then Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, and early in the morning he came again into the temple, and all the people came unto him, and he sat down and he taught them." And the scribes and the Pharisees brought in him a woman taken in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said unto him, Master, this woman was taken in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law commanded that such should be stoned. Uh, and of course, we just read that in, in uh, Deuteronomy 22, 22. Uh, but what sayest thou? This they said, tempting him that they might have, have to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and with his finger wrote on the ground as though he heard them not. And so when they continued asking him, he lifted himself up and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, let him cast the first stone at her. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And they which heard it being convicted of their own consciences went out one by one, beginning with the eldest even unto the last. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. So the bottom line is, 
uh, you know, what what did the Lord say? I mean, obviously he didn't say much. He just stooped down and started to write something on the ground. Uh, the fact of the matter is that they just told him that this woman was caught in the very act of adultery. So if she was caught in the very act, where's the man? Because Deuteronomy 22, 22 makes it very clear that both she and the man should be stoned. Okay, So the man was not present. Some assume that maybe when the Lord stooped down and wrote in the sand that he actually wrote the name of the man. And they were convicted in their consciences and left from the eldest into the last. But either way, um, the guilty party in the Old Testament was stoned to death. Of course, here, uh, the Jews didn't have the authority to stone this woman. They were under Roman rule, and Roman rule would not allow the Jews to uh, enforce capital punishment. That's why they had to go to Pilate to request the death of, of Christ himself, because they didn't have the authority to do that. If you look in at the text in Deuteronomy chapter 24, it is actually speaking of divorces uh, that occurred as the result of some indecency or uncleanness. Okay, uh, Some have said that the indecency or uncleanness is actually referred to in Deuteronomy 23, 14, where it says, For the Lord thy God walketh in the midst of thy camp to deliver thee and to give up thine enemies before thee. Therefore shall thy camp be holy, that he see no unclean thing in thee and turn away from thee. However, they're taking that verse out of context because that verse isn't referring uh, to marriage. It's referring to the proper way to go to the toilet. Okay, it's not talking um, about marriage, uh, let alone divorce. It's not coming from there. However, over the years, the Pharisees have come up with their own definition of what this uncleanliness was, and it included uh, the ability to uh, put away their indecency or their unclean wife uh, from among them. Um, I mean, they could do it for anything, burning the beans to an ugly mother-in-law. I mean, they they just took it as carte blanche, uh, as any reason they deemed appropriate uh, to divorce their wives. Um, the, but the conclusion is that the Old Testament never, ever, ever condoned divorce, except for adultery, which always led to the death of the offending party, okay, um, and of course the innocent remaining party party partner was free to remarry at that point because <laughs> death had entered the picture and they were free. Now we turn to the New Testament and the text at hand uh, here in Matthew 19, 1 through 9. Jesus is not condoning divorce in this passage, okay, he is not condoning divorce in this passage. Instead, he is merely quoting the Old Testament passage on the issue. Um, matter of fact, in, in uh, Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 31, he said, It has been said, Whosoever shall put away his wife, let him give her a writing of divorcement. But I say unto you, that Whosoever shall put his wife away, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whoever marries that woman committeth adultery. Again, Jesus is merely quoting the Old Testament. He is saying that any divorce other than for adultery is not recognized by the law. We're, okay, we're, we're, we're looking at Mosaic law. God views, God's views on these issues has not changed. In Malachi 2.16, the Lord said, I hate divorce. The God of Israel and him who covers his garment with wrong, says the Lord of hosts. So take heed to your spirit that you do not deal 
so treacherously. Okay, in the end, under Old Testament Mosaic law, God does not recognize any divorce for any reason except for the reasons of adultery. And in the Old Testament, that ended in the death, okay, of the offending party. No one can argue with that then or today. So what about today? Can you get a divorce, remarry, and still be in the will of God? That's the question uh, that I'm asked. Um, I believe that the answer is yes, as long as there are spiritual, scriptural reasons for the divorce. Um, I believe that there are clearly three reasons given in the New Testament to justify divorce. And those three reasons are adultery, desertion, and death. Next time we get together, I'm going to go over uh, those three reasons that are found in the New Testament. I hope this is a blessing to you. I hope it starts to answer some of the questions that some of you guys have. Um, and uh, I'm going to give you encouragement because I know that we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I know uh, that some of you that I'm talking to um, have uh, marriages that have failed uh, for scriptural reasons. And I know that there are some of you that have marriages that have failed for unscriptural reasons. But always know that God loves you regardless. And for God, God forgives all sin if you would just come to him and ask for forgiveness. Remember always, God loves you, wants the best for you. And he's working all things out for your good. And we'll pick up this study next time. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a good evening.